Hanging with Hester On Demand is brought to you by Richard's Honda. For that warm and fuzzy feeling, remember our friends at Richard's Honda. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. Now more from the 2007 national champion, Hanging with Hester, with Jacob Hester, 1045 ESPN Baton Rouge, 1130 The Tiger. All right, welcome back in. Hanging with Hester presented by Richard Tonda here with Hunt Palmer on a Thursday afternoon. Going to welcome on to the show now former LSU quarterback, NFL, and Major League Baseball player Josh Booty. Josh, what's up, brother? Oh, man, I'm doing good. How are you, brother? Thanks for having me. Doing well. Hey, we were talking about the baseball draft over the last week and how different it looks right now and this year. Only five rounds there in the draft. And I wanted to have you on because you were a guy that when you got drafted to the major leagues and to the Marlins, you had leverage. You had football that you could fall back on. it. But this draft just seems completely different, Josh, and the fact that the money's going to be you know, deferred over a, a number of years and just seems like that these baseball teams are trying to get out of this draft as cheap as they can and not really trying to overpay for guys. <laughs> for sure. You know, it's a different draft. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the, the young players especially uh, didn't really get a chance. These high school kids who, you know, maybe blossomed their senior year didn't really have a chance to show how good they, you know, how good they were. And I hate it for the high school seniors and even for chances to go to, you know, get college scholarships as well. And, and, you know, so you saw a lot of college players drafted in this first round. And, and because of the times, I mean, uh, I was reading some stuff on, uh, you know, how the how these players, the players union and everything is trying to handle the rest of this season if we get continued play here, which I think we will. And some of the comments that Commissioner Rob Manfred had, uh, you know, had, had, had said the last few days, and it just seems like no one's on the same page. And how could you be? You know, with this pandemic and talking about playing a 48-game schedule and maybe 16 teams making the postseason in, short, in such a short amount of time, you know, how will it all work out? The prorated pay for these players. Players think the the owners might be keeping a lot of the media money and not paying them out. And then now you got the draft and all this stuff happening. It's just none of this stuff's on schedule this year, and that's what throws this whole thing for a loop. So I hate it for the kids that are coming out that could have have been drafted a little higher or made more money. It's just, it just sucks really. The, the uh, you know, 2020 is tough, a tough year for, for all this to happen, but the, the cream will rise to the top. These guys that can really play, they'll, they'll make the big leagues uh, soon and, and they'll get paid. Uh, I'm not worried about that. Josh, if you were coming out in this 2020 MLB draft and you were a high school senior, would that change your decision? Would you have gone maybe to college out of the gates because the money is spread across a couple of years and you go to college and it's going to be a different situation? Uh, probably so, to be honest with you. Um, you know, and, and then not really having a full senior year to get better, uh, to play games, to progress as a player. And and I think, you know, that's you know, that, that's what the, uh, the scouts were thinking too as they drafted these guys is how are you going to draft a guy that, didn't play really even his high school ball his senior year or just a partial bit of the first part of the season. And yeah, from a, from a payment standpoint, as a player, I'm, I'm going to college unless I get a lot of upfront money. I was fortunate enough to get some of that uh, in 1994, which is a long time ago now when I got drafted and things have changed. I mean, money has escalated and, and the price of everything in this country has escalated, you know, around the globe it's escalated, but, 
these kids aren't going to get paid a lot of money, uh, you know, to, to forego their college and go straight to the, uh, to the, you know, a professional organization. So they got to look at it much differently. It's time to go to college, get, and get, uh, you know, three or four years under your belt of education, get better as a player. There's only five rounds in the draft too. And so that makes it a much different, uh, environment for, for all these kids. And, and the, you know, there's a big percentage of college kids coming out and a very, very little percentage of high school kids getting drafted. Yeah, Josh, I mean, obviously all high school seniors have the leverage and have the ability to go to college. Uh, obviously all the college sophomores have the ability to come back and, and maintain their leverage. But in your case specifically, did the football card create more leverage for you and, and allow you to demand more? Oh, did we lose Josh? I saw it. Yeah, okay. certainly did. I'm sorry. Um, I'm in a bad area. But, um, you know, going <laughs> playing football at LSU is, is worth a lot, or playing football at a major university. I mean, you see a lot of these top, top high school guys that play two sports. I mean, whether it's Texas or Miami or Stanford or USC or LSU or Bama, you know, playing two sports. I mean, it does, it, it promotes, uh, it promotes a little bit more leverage for you. And, and, you know, I was going to go back and play either play football at LSU and baseball or sign up, uh, you know, a, a sign a deal with the Florida Marlins back in 94. And it gave me a ton of leverage because they don't want, you know, a, a big, a big league franchise does not want their player, uh, who they think is going to make the big league taking a bunch of hits on the gridiron. And so, you know, that does promote a lot of leverage uh, uh, for a player. Um, and so they paid me not to go to LSU, not to not to play football, not to get injuries. Uh, and if you look back, even in the early 90s, before I was at LSU, Jamie Howard was the quarterback at LSU, and he suffered some some real injuries in football that set his baseball way back because he was a he was a uh, pitcher for the Braves and uh, was a second round pick I believe and and so you know he took hits in the fall playing football for LSU and then tried to go back and play summer baseball with the Braves I remember seeing him in spring training and facing Jamie Howard when I was in minor league baseball before I came back to LSU and he wasn't the same pitcher that he was drafted to be because he had suffered a shoulder injury playing college football and I think that's what they're scared of is you know if these kids go and play college we're gonna you know we we could lose them the injury so it's, it's hard to draft a guy knowing that he might go play college football but if it's if he's a big big time athlete then they'll do it Josh Booty joining us here hanging with Hester on a Thursday Josh right now there is no minor league baseball and so these kids are getting drafted and don't really have anywhere to report to uh, if they're not able to play rookie ball or the Arizona Fall League or whatnot, how big a disadvantage is that for them to enter spring training next February, March? Oh, it's tough. I mean, you want to get as many at bats as possible. You want to get, you know, you want to get around the environment. You want to be in the, you know, in the locker room playing, you know, playing A ball, double A, whatever it is. I mean, a lot of these high school kids have never seen the type of pitching that they're about to see, uh, even when they, they sign and maybe go to rookie ball normally, and so. You know, I signed and went straight to the New York Penn League and was blown away with how, you know, each and every night there was really good pitching. I mean, guys that were drafted in the third round, the seventh round, the first round, the tenth round, the twentieth round, you know, you're facing guys that, that can play and all have big league aspirations. So as a young player, you want to get as many at bats against good pitching in as you can so that when you go to spring training the next year, you know, a lot of a lot of players they don't want to sign late because they don't want to miss that first you know, introduction year into into minor league baseball as a professional organization because 
even if you get 60 games in, that's a whole lot of, of a swinging the wood bat, facing guys, understanding, you know, all the guys in the organization, understanding who you are as a player. And I think that's where these kids have a real disadvantage too. They don't get to have any of that. And then they go, go up to go into spring training next year, trying to, trying to win a job and they don't even know kind of where they fit into the organization yet. Josh, we've seen a big shift as far as the Major League Baseball draft. For a long time, it seemed like you know teams are going out there. They were getting the high school prospects, guys that had the biggest upside. And we've kind of seen it shift to the first couple of picks of the Major League Baseball draft over the last couple of seasons have been guys from the SEC in the most part mm-hmm. that have gone out there and proven themselves. Because right now, I mean, the SEC almost looks like double-A baseball. I mean, it's been that competitive with that type of players. Do you think that's something that's going to stay for a while? Oh, I do. I mean, it's just like in the in, in the NFL draft. I mean, if you play in the SEC uh, with all the great teams in, in the SEC in football and baseball, I mean, you're as closest as you can get to the big leagues or to the NFL. I mean, if you're playing at a very high level in the SEC, then it's probably going to translate at the next level. And I think there's, the big, there's a big risk there for teams to pick or choose guys early that they just don't know how they're going to pan out. Maybe they have the big arm if they come from a small town and haven't played college college baseball. And I think when you go to the LSUs or the Vanderbilts or the Floridas or the Mississippi State, I mean, you, especially because you've got to go for three seasons. It's not, it's not like basketball one and done. You've got to prove yourself for three years. So those guys, they've got a lot of experience. They've been seen a lot. And I think they're, they've been evaluated over a long period of time, and they're closer to the big leagues if they've been able to do well. And I think pitchers especially, they can be – shoved up the, through the minor leagues very quickly because you got to get the, the real good arms to the big league fast, big league fast because you don't want them to waste years pitching in the minor leagues. You know, they only got a certain amount of bullets in that gun and you want to, in that arm, and you want to get them to the big leagues faster. So I can see how they fast track college pitchers big time. Josh, I want to shift gears a little bit to football. You and Peyton Manning were obviously very highly touted quarterbacks out of the state of Louisiana your brother, John David, we know Eli as well. But for really about 20 years, Louisiana was turning out phenomenal football players, but they weren't quarterbacks. And now all of a sudden you look up and you see Eli Holstein's been offered by LSU. Arch Manning's a guy that people are very high on. Walker Howard, you mentioned Jamie earlier, Walker's committing tomorrow. It looks like there's a lot of elite quarterbacks coming up through the high school ranks in Louisiana now. Any reason you think why there was a 20-year lull of not producing high-caliber quarterbacks in the state? That's a crazy, you know, I think it's because of the offenses. I mean, I think Peyton, you know, and Eli surely took advantage of their dad was an NFL player. Uh, They passed the ball at Newman. They understood the game, understood how to to be a quarterback, what it took. We at Evangel, we had several guys that could really play and were highly recruited. And that's because the system was in place and we had some good athletes come through there. I mean, Shreveport's produced a ton of good quarterbacks and, going all the way back to Terry Bradshaw and Joe Ferguson and some guys that played in the National Football League for a long time. And I think, you know, the high school ranks, you know, they were running the ball for so long, and, and Jacob knows about that well. I mean, Evangel was doing it so different. So when we emerged as quarterbacks in, in, recruit, in, in the recruiting process, I mean, we had gained a lot of experience, uh, J.D. and I, especially in Brock Berlin, the three that, that probably were the most highly touted coming out of high school, but we were throwing the football. Not a lot of teams were doing that until the last few years when the spread took place. And I think you're going to see even more of it in the, you know, at the high school level. I mean, teams are now doing exactly what we did 20 years ago, 
and 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 throwing the ball around. So you're going to see kids emerging as better passers. I, I know I, I, the only other guy that I can really remember being a highly highly recruited guy was Ryan Paralu out of Louisiana. He was a top top guy, but he threw the football 45, 50 times a game too, much like we did. So I think a lot of it has to do with the system that you play in, the familiarity you are to being able to throw the football. You got to have a good scheme, good coaching, and, and receivers too. So. Uh, unless you have all that built in, uh, you're going to see a quarterback not know what he's doing back there. And then how are you going to recruit a guy that doesn't really understand the pass game? So I think that's to, that was to our advantage. All right, Josh, since we've talked about Evangel here, we've got a heated debate on Facebook <laughs> going, which Evangel team is the best of all time? I'm throwing my uh, vote in there for either 2001 or 2002. So let us know. You're kind of the godfather of Evangel. So which one are you yeah. picking? not even close uh you know the the year the UNJD had yeah. when y'all West Monroe 34 to 4 I think in the dome that was the greatest evangel team by far and that was because you know not only were they loaded you guys were loaded with with uh you know I think 15 17 guys that were they committed to big D1 schools and signed D1 scholarships but four or five NFL guys were on that team as well so I mean how can, you know, we had great, great teams. Brock Berlin's national championship team was great in 2000. But when you talk about defense and you talk about the offense that y'all had and everything going, I just think that's by far the best. I think y'all beat Brock and them by three touchdowns. All right, there he goes. The godfather spoken. So now I can just go back and uh, with a little bit different ammo. Hey, Josh, I always appreciate your time, brother. Love you guys. All right, there he is, Josh Booty, former Major League Baseball player, NFL player, LSU quarterback. He's done it all. We had a heated debate. Y'all ever had those Loyola debates? Yeah, which four and six team was the best? <laughs> All right, on that note, we'll take a break. We'll be back. Hanging with Hatcher, presented by Richard Sonda.